Welcome back to the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller, thanks for joining us again here on Hump Day, Wednesday, January 17th, as we are rolling towards Saturday, which is, of course, when the Sun and Pluto on the same day, just within a few hours of each other, leave Capricorn and go play in the Aquarian Sandbox. Pluto will come back out later this year just for a brief ingress back into Capricorn 29 degrees. Then it turns around in November and will not see Capricorn again for 220 years, thereabouts. And like I was saying yesterday, this is so pivotal for all of us. Ray Merriman talked about it in the Forecast 2024 book. If you've not picked that up, pick up the audiobook. It is so good. Just go to hightimelinebooks.com and go down to the 2024 forecast book because he does a whole section on this, the fact of the amplification of the zero-degree Aquarius point and how it ties into things that are coming over the next five to seven years. This zero-Aquarius point is going to be an activation point for a lot of things coming ahead of us. And he puts it together like a tapestry. But here we are, what, 72 hours or so, I guess, from the first ingress, which is the sun on Saturday morning, 9.07 Eastern, then Pluto at 7.50 p.m. Eastern. And it's interesting, too, because just before the sun enters Aquarius, it conjoins Pluto right there, 8.46 in the morning, 25 minutes before it enters Aquarius. They conjoin. I I thought I would save this for subconscious mind, and we will, the whole story. But there is, I think, an astrological component to what hit me last week. And a lot of you, because a lot of you have shared that you were feeling it too. And this goes to the marvel of astrology, really, because I have the Sun and Mars in Scorpio in the fifth house at the same degree. Also Neptune at that same degree. Now, just think about the synthesis of this. Remember, Scorpio is ruled in ancient astrology by what? Mars. That's a fire planet ruling a water sign. So it's really a wat-ire sign. It's not all water. So if you were reading that chart, would you tell that client that you were reading for that they might have a tendency to overdrive things to an extreme and then live in the illusion that they're not doing it? So I was down to the last three chapters of the Book of the Moon, and from working on some other projects, my equalization got off, and I wasn't able to easily match in to the first three chapters to redo the corrections. So I was fighting this technical battle, pushing for these two trips, and just the whole thing just collided. And then, I think, some of what we're seeing in today's chart Mars and Mercury are in a conjunction. That can press on your mind right there, right? That can put a lot of challenge because Mars is one of two things. Mars is octane power or it's conflict. There's a lot about Mars that we need to understand, but those two are key. You're going to have a lot of thrust, a lot of motivation, a lot of firepower, and you potentially are going to have a lot of conflict. For about the last five or six days, the sun has been moving into this conjunction with Pluto. Yes, that happens once a year, but it doesn't happen once a year seven minutes away from zero degrees Aquarius. And I mentioned a minute ago, Mars and Mercury, they are trying to Jupiter in Taurus. 
There was a very relevant and applicable conversation on Twitter last week from Cryptodamus. Some of you might follow him, Robert Weinstein. He's a great astrologer. And he was saying last week that Saturn is a lot better in the long run than Jupiter. And what he was alluding to is that if you catch the wrong side of Jupiter, it magnifies it. It exaggerates it. It builds it up. That's like what happened to me last week. Exactly. Mars and Mercury playing with your head, putting that pressure on the solar side of our system, Mercury, and Jupiter caught a hold of it with a trine, and pow! Now, if you've spit your coffee over that statement, just think about it. Saturn at least rewards hard work. That's the cool part about Saturn. You change your ways so that it doesn't have to lord karma you over the head. You start working with it. It rewards, and it rewards solidly. And yes, it probably doesn't move as fast as our energy drink-driven society. But in the end, there's an old cosmic principle that generally the tortoise eventually does win the race. So there could be some Jupiter magnification of this, especially since Jupiter just turned direct not long ago and is still sitting in more maximum power. And then we mentioned yesterday Uranus sitting at 19 degrees Taurus just on the outside of that trine from the Sun and Pluto, trining over there into that ingress in Aquarius. Not quite, but boy, is it close. And I don't want any crazy any more than you, but don't be surprised at anything right now. And that's another good point. Nothing here is moving fast. The Sun is, but Saturn's not, Jupiter's not, Uranus is not, and Pluto certainly is not. So if you're aware of that, then you realize that there is this fundamental, big, massive outer planet energy that is just sitting and baking. It's like a big high-pressure system sitting over Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. It's dry, southerly wind is blowing the dust in your face, and it's hot. There's no weather system on the horizon to move the thing out either. That's kind of what we're looking at. And that's why everybody is fatigued, number one. I think everybody would like something to happen. It's like, if something's going to happen, just happen. Let's get it over with. We kind of don't know where we're going. We've got other challenging aspects ahead of us. We've got a huge eclipse coming up. And a lot of you listening to this are empathic. You feel energy strongly. So when Kristen told me I hadn't posted Thursday's podcast, which I really am try to be very conscientious about these podcasts... And I was just like, okay, I've got to stop or I'm going to have a physical issue. And I think that's one of the things that we have to do is we have to make sure that our physical, emotional game is on. And if not, take the time to do what you need to do to get it back. Most important thing. We'll talk more. Tomorrow we do have an early moon sign change. The moon leaves Aries and enters Taurus at 3.11 tomorrow morning. That void, of course, is a whopping nine minutes, but it is that square to Pluto, so a little challenging. We'll pick up from there tomorrow. Have a great hump day. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.